Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to Tales from the Blue Cottage. Um, thank you guys for following along with us thus far. We hope you're enjoying this story as much as we are. Um, uh, thanks to all of you who have been checking us out on Instagram, and for those of you who have been following along with our candle company, which has been a nice, great candle company. Um, all of you that have been supporting us thus far, every every little bit's really helped us keep the stream alive, and um, we really appreciate your patronage. For those of you who did not know, we have a candle making company that's about to be a dice and candle making company. Um, we were almost ready to launch our dice, uh, thanks to, to Vanessa's hard work. Um, <laughs> so hopefully by the holidays we will have the dice ready to go as well as candles. So if you're looking for cool tabletop gifts for your friends and family over the holidays, um, check us out at midnightstraightcandleco.com uh, Midnight or you can follow us on Instagram at midnightstraightcandleco. Uh, you can also find some really cool D&D related stuff over at our Instagram, our Blue Cottage RPG Instagram, which is at Blue Cottage, uh, at Blue Cottage D&D. Um, so, the coolest yeah. of the cool. <laughs> All kinds of fun D&D tabletop related stuff that's uh, basically just the stuff we do in our spare time. Mm. Keeps us busy. Mm. Gives us life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, with that, we'll dive right into tonight's session. I'm going to try, like so, uh, a few moments ago, I'm trying to recap because I, I did not have a chance to finish listening back to last week's episode because work was hectic this week. But I think, pretty sure, this is how it went down. Pretty sure you guys went the way I was not ready for. Yeah. <laughs> back to where it all began, all the way back to Stonebrook, where you all first met. Um, and you found out while you were there within the city, you found out that uh, Siri uh, has a bounty on her head. She is wanted for the conspiracy uh, and murder of the uh, of the occupations commissioner that transpired, which you all know was not her at all. It was actually the four of you. <laughs> In fairness, he was a raging minotaur when he killed him. So, you know, it seems like we're right. But there were no witnesses. The only thing that happened was whenever the now occupations commissioner, commissioner and magistrate of the town, Owen Margrave, came to consciousness, there was a dead, uh, a dead man on the ground, no one to be found nearby. Um, and somehow Siri has been tied up in it, and you guys assume it's probably has something to do with Randolph, which was the other member of the Black Hand that kind of drew a little ire from Siri when you guys first helped her become the leader of, of the bandits uh, gang. Uh, not bandit gang, but of the gang, just gang. They're not bandits. Mm. Um, then Cecilia went on a date, so that was fun. <laughs> Cecilia went on a date with Desmond. Um, and it, it went quite well. A couple, I actually have them written down right here. A couple 21s <laughs> on the charisma checks. Did very well with the, with the, with the date. Uh, everything went great, and you learned some information, too. You gathered that Siri had uh, confronted Desmond before she left, knowing that he was one person that she could count on to deliver a message to the four of you, um, that she was safe. And she offered you up a little information um, to Gildeson, who he was working with before he died, and that he was looking for some tablets called Tablets of War uh, for some service for an individual known as the First. Um, you guys then made your way back across countryside, um, heading towards the Golden Hills. You passed back through the uh, you passed back through uh, Dunslow, and in the middle of the night, you were you encountered these strange undead beings uh, that could cast magic. They seemed very well spoken. And they could use magic spells at will. Um, 
they seemed to be coming after mercy. They they informed you that they were uh, members of the Shadow Guard. You're not sure what that meant, but uh, as you were tying one of them up at the very end, trying to question them uh, after after dispatching two of them, you found that his voice changed into the voice of this woman with a very steep accent, um, who informed you that mercy belonged to her. And with that, you uh, continued your way forward on and made your way to the Golden Hills. Uh, and as you are now approaching the Golden Hills, uh, as, I, as I mentioned before, it's, it is, it's on the cusp of dusk here. It's, it's going to get dark. Um, a lot of, and it's a beautiful sight. As, as you kind of approach the cities, you're entering into the town. Um, all of these very tall Golden Hills, anywhere from 150 to 300 feet tall. They're, they're almost like small mountains, if you will, that just kind of rise high uh, across the horizon. And you can see them, they just kind of run for, for as far as your eyes can see. And the sun, as it's beginning to um, to disappear behind you, it just kind of washes over them, just filling everything with this gold, just golden color. Um, you, you understand now why they get their name, is all the gold sage that grows all across them. Um, as the sunlight hits it, it just reflects. It's just this beautiful sight. All of these, you see hundreds of homes kind of built uh, amongst them, kind of stacked uh, up high along the sides of these hills, bridges running across the top, the uh, uppermost tier ones, um, roads kind of intertwining between the hills down below that kind of split around each mound. Um, a lot of people, a lot of this, very busy. You you smell uh, smelting furnaces as well. You, you can you can smell the burning fire and the fuel. You smell melting metal. Uh, it's, see, and you can hear a lot of hammers uh, uh, banging and clanging. It seems a very industrious town. A lot of smoke rising up. Um, you see up ahead, kind of at the, the end of the road here. You do see uh, there's a tavern up ahead. You can see it's a multi-tiered tavern that has a sign out front. It's called the Golden Tap as you begin to make your way towards it. People kind of pushing you past you. Um, so you like I said, at this point too, you see a lot of individuals wearing uh, like very heavy duty clothing. Uh, a lot of them have seen a lot of soot on their faces, on their, on their faces, on their skin, on their hands. A variety of individuals here. You see a few dwarves, is in fact, kind of amongst the crowd. You see halflings, you see dwarves, you see humans. Um, it seems like a very, a much more diverse cluster of citizens than, than you guys have encountered so far. Um, Do we see any unique races? Make a perception check. Yet. Oh, that was almost good. And then it was it. <laughs> Nine. I'm focused on my book. I'm still uh, reading. Book. Uh, like I said, you see doors, you see saplings. You do see, uh, as you kind of like glance around, you do see the occasional half-elf uh, kind of intermingled between them as well. No no super rare races thus far, as you notice. Not not out in crowds, at least. Um, but, you know, as you approach the tower, who knows what might lie inside. Uh, you do notice something that does catch your attention, though, as, as you guys are kind of walking through. Suddenly, you... you walking through? We're on our cart, right? We have a car. So you guys ride through, because uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. You have so, yes. Okay. Um, yes. As you guys are kind of making your way over toward the tavern, suddenly uh, the horses, the, you watch as this child comes running out, the horses just kind of just come to a sudden stop um, in front as the kid runs out and he kind of stops for a moment and I, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. And he 
turns around and kind of like moseys off to across the road. You see as he shouts, Pacha! Pacha! Where are you? And he kind of makes his way, disappears into the crowd, kind of makes his way down the back alley. Um, from his demeanor, can we tell if he's playing a game or if he was running around looking well, lost? Check. That's fine. Eight. Eight. We're off to a great start. Um, it's a long day of travel. Yeah. Hard to tell what his current emotions were. He was definitely in a hurry. He didn't appear lost. Maybe like he was looking for somebody. Okay. <clears throat> so. you, you just got like a quick glance. Um. um. Have we arrived at the like near the tavern? Yeah, yet, at this point, do we do we... You're, you're getting close. Like it's it's maybe 150 feet up ahead. It's not, it's not very far from you. So. Do you all think we should look and see if they have stables? We don't the we need to be parking them out in front of the tavern. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a stable here. It looks like a very busy city. Yes. If not here, somewhere else. Do we see any? Passerbys as we. <clears throat> oh yeah, a lot of passerbys as you, you kind of like, as you pull your hand out and stop one of them, and he comes. Hi. Looking for the stables? Uh, any near? Ah uh, yeah, Golden Top's got some just around back. Um, easy enough. It's probably the cheapest one in that area. There's another set of stables actually. If you uh, go around the mound here, and as he kind of points to the large hill that kind of, as you guys are entering in, the the road kind of splits around this rather large golden hill in the middle, and it, it seems to be wrapping around to the backside. There's another set on the back side of the hills here, um, a bit smaller, smaller little bed and breakfast over there, uh, a little pricey though, huh. I'd recommend a golden tap. Thank you. Much obliged. B and B? Sounds quite lovely. Yeah. Kick back and relax a little while. Yeah. It's alright. We'll go to the tavern. <laughs> Um, also, is there anybody or a familiar scent as well? Ooh, make a perception yeah. check. <laughs> Always. It's funny, like, anytime Cecilia gets in town, you guys watch as she sticks her head out of the car and just, just starts <laughs> sniffing the air. 18. She's so Like days. a bird dog. 24. <laughs> she is a bird dog. So, as you kind of stick, you got to take a whiff, you take it in. Um, it's a very, it's a very industrious town. So, it, most of the smells that you're getting is metal, it's wood, it's 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 smoke. Um, you do smell a lot of leather as well. Um, I think you're catching anything familiar as you kind of sniffing there. Nothing uh, catches your attention really. The only thing there's one thing you catch that, that does stand out. And at first you you think it's dog, and then no 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 that's that's direwolf. Mm-hmm. Mm. How interesting. It's, very, it's a very distinct smell. And you, you've hunted a few in your past. And they, they roam the wilds and fail and so on. Hmm. It's very unusual that they would be here. Okay. Katsuros, mm-hmm. you know, the closer we get to um, Iridessa, have you thought any more about that concert? Oh. Yeah, you're in there. Still, still thinking about it, but yeah, I feel like I might want to perform. You think so? Mm-hmm. You think you'll learn some new songs for it? 
I've been practicing some, so yeah. Yeah, everything, babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you well, saving it? I can, yeah, I can show you one, maybe. Which instrument do you want me to use? Whatever you like. Okay, what am I, what am I feeling? Can I roll? <laughs> <laughs> roll it, do 100 for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Want it? Um, you feel which name off your four instruments again? Um, lute, lyre, flute. Yeah, is that it? Lyre, flute. Yeah, that's it. Um, three. Twenty-five. Something doesn't wash over you as you you kind of listen to the. You listen to the sound of the wind, this faint breeze kind of washing over, and it's kind of blowing from a bit from the northeast, kind of washing over you, and you could swear you hear this melody. It is simple, it is almost sad, but also harmonious and uh, soothing at the same time. And your hands drawn to your lyre, you pull it out and you slowly begin to pluck away. And it's just as if the breeze kind of washes over your fingertips as you begin to strum the strings and you kind of play this song. And it's a very, it's, it's slower pace than what you're used to. But for some reason it just feels right in this moment. And for a second, you can feel someone else's hands on yours, guiding your fingers. Sound is very new. I like it. Thank you. It's actually new to me too. I've never played it before. <laughs> wow. Did you write this? No, it's just kind of intuition, I guess. <laughs> just let it come to you more often. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> it's probably not the tavern music, but you know. <laughs> as, as you're playing it, you do catch the attention of people as you guys are kind of in the cart and you're playing it. It does overpower a lot of the sounds and noises that are kind of watching. And you can see a few people as they kind of see your cart approach and they look over towards you and kind of just listen in as you're riding past, as you're strumming along. Do you think I would notice if there's anything like magical influence that it was doing? Make a, uh, make a rock check for me. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a three. It's a three. Five. Yeah. So can I message passerbys that seem interested and go like, it's the magnificent Castro, he's in town. <laughs> Make a persuasion oh check my. with advantage. <laughs> oh my. You said... Look. I got him out at the beginning. Oh no! Yeah, a ten. As you, as you know, do you see message and whispering into people's ears or random. You, you happen to pick the people that are literally standing by themselves, and they immediately just kind of turn around <laughs> looking for whoever said that. Just very confused. Um, 
caught their attention. Yeah, but now they always nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but it doesn't doesn't seem to have any desired effect that yeah. you're hoping for. Yeah. You're hoping to stir up a little a little a little news, but they don't seem disinterested. As a couple of them kind of begin to follow along, um, and you roll a five on your arcana check. You definitely can feel that there's something different about this. It's very similar to what you experienced uh, about two weeks ago. Um, it's, but it's different this time. There's a there's a weight to it. There's some kind of heaviness to the song, and it as you listen to the breeze blow from the north, uh, you can almost hear it blowing the wind. You said that there was. It, he said he, it felt like there was hands of like helping him. Do I see anything while he is playing? That's a very good question. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Um, real fast. That is a very good question. Some glasses and working together. I've never seen any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, as you. Where's the name? Where's the name? I gotta find his name. <laughs> um, so while we're here, do we want to try and find a guild hall to potentially take some jobs for money? Yeah, we just spent a lot of money on the car. Yeah. Yeah. Just a thought. Uh-huh. As you, as he says this, he kind of mentions this to you, and you, you do watch as, with the breeze, you see little bits of stars, like little small swirls of stars and arcane energy just kind of just following the breeze. Um, and with the song as he plays, there's just little bits that come scatter about and it kind of swirls around him. Uh, you can almost see a silhouette, not quite. It's like the magic is there, but it's not, it's not overbearing enough for you to be 100% visible like, like true spells are. There's so, definitely something in this place, though. There, there's something here to the song. And it is has something to do with your sight. No hands, anything like that, just... You can just see the breeze as it blows, like a melody blowing the breeze. Just little bits of magic in the air. Okay. Head towards the tavern, I suppose. Golden tap in. Tap in. Is that what you said? Golden tap. Golden tap. Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> I will tell them to the like feeling I got while playing it. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Sure that information will be heard. I think this has yeah. anything to do with uh, um, Darian. Darian, um, would I know? <laughs> yeah, I told. Okay. Yeah, I told. Yeah. Okay. Last time. Okay. You're not. You're not entirely sure. You don't know who this Darian is or what the connection is to you. You're not sure what that 
that feeling was or what that name is. Um, but it it feels similar to the way it did. Like it's, just very, it's a very similar feeling to that, that strange otherworldly experience you had a few weeks prior. The only difference is like this, it, it feels, it almost brings you to tears. There's just some kind of heaviness to this particular song and to this place. You're not sure why, but ever since you've entered into the Golden Hills, it feels like you should be sad, but you don't know why. But it is bringing out a lot of artistic inspiration to you. Wow. So, okay. This song with a name. <laughs> I mean, if you don't no. know one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Make sure to remember, I like that. It's soothing. So as you guys kind of approach the uh, the tavern out front, as you step out, you watch as there's this uh, uh, taller gentleman. He's probably he's probably in his like early to mid twenties. He's pretty tall. He's got a bit of a beard gut. Um, kind of like shaggy brown hair. As he approaches, uh, hello there. I uh, will you need you, you stay at the tavern for the night. If that is rude. Yes. I, I believe we have vacancy. Um, well, you need a place for your horses and your, your cart. We will, yes. Yeah. I'm the stable boy here. Uh, my name's Eric. Um, so I, I can take them for you. Uh, stable fees are. Um, let's see, what is your stable fee for that? Oh, dang it. If I can find my stable fees, where's my sheet? Where's my sheet? Where's my sheet? That's the wrong sheet! Oh no! Oh, there we are. Uh, your stable fee is it's about five silvers per night, uh, per horse, so it'd be about a gold per night. Oh, um, hand him a gold. He takes the gold and kind of... Thank you, ma'am. Takes the horses and uh, be sure you gather your things. Uh, the stables do get locked at night, so if you if you if you don't get your things out now, I, then you won't be able to get them later. So make sure that you wait for you all. And Mercy kind of hops out. She gathers her gear and. Um, Can I inside check him to make sure he's not lying and stealing her horses? Make an inside check. Myself? <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I know the rules on that. I know. I know. <laughs> But Inside. since you've been rolling so well tonight, I'll allow it. 16. 16? Uh, as, as you kind of asked, this, he seems honest. Okay. He seems like he doesn't work here. <laughs> um, and he watched, I mean, as he pulled up, he was kind of sitting on a stool, like right next to the tavern door, as if he was kind of waiting. And he's not like poorly dressed. He's, he's dressed kind of nicely, like almost, almost like a, kind of like a valet. Like you can tell he was going for that valet look, but <laughs> this town tried. probably, he's probably never actually seen a valet. So. <laughs> they have names? Yes, of course. Oh. You're those kind of riders. Okay. <laughs> what exactly does that mean? Well, not everyone names their horses. It's the names they chose. <laughs> yes. They told us their names, so. Do you sure. have any arcane users that come through here? <laughs> From time to time, yeah. We, we have a few. With those sort. So. <laughs> That explains a lot, actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Take good care of them, please. <laughs> we'll do. Thank you. Call them by their names. Yes. <laughs> Winnie and Cinnamon, right? Cinnamon, yeah. Oh, I, oh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> the only whole grain? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> organic apple. Yeah. Yes. They only drink organic water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> All right. And he kind of like takes it. No, if you don't, <laughs> talk to them. Mm-hmm. Make a make an intimidation check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, nineteen. <laughs> His eyes go wide for a moment as he looks you all over and he sees it. Like he sees you. You're all very because she's been cleaning you all with the stone. You're all very well dressed. You, mm-hmm. You're a very interesting bunch. Plus, you have a tiefling with you, so that's that's not a common thing. Like, uh, I'll take. I'll put them in the the extra large stable. I'll be sure that they get fed well. Thank you. I'll take your cover. And if you if you need anything, the stables are just right around back. Just oh, come knock on the door. And Thank you. Yeah. He kind of like <laughs> gives him a nice loving rub, and he's yeah. just like nice, nice winning. Mm. <laughs> and he's actually t- like patting cinnamon. He has no idea what's going on. Oh, that's a Jimmy go like. There's the other one. Oops. Oh, so as you say this, you go. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong one. I'm sorry, sorry, cinnamon. That's my fault. Sorry, cinnamon. <laughs> and he kind of like you watch as he begins to sweat profusely as he just takes these it's these horses around that with the car. Right? You're doing great, Eric. It's lovely to meet you. <laughs> so he takes him around back as you guys um, begin to to kind of like uh, enter into the door. And as you enter in, it's a the tavern here is it's probably a little bit bigger than it's not as sure as hell not the size of the Stone Dragon Inn. Stone Dragon is just a massive tavern, but it is in a big city. But it's much bigger than uh, than the Giants Mug. Um, as you guys enter in, it, it's still pretty big, two stories. Um, as you kind of enter in, there there's uh, you see a whole plethora of round tables kind of scattered to the right, to the left. This uh, singular trail kind of interweaving in between all of them all the way to the bar in the back. The bar runs across the back of the building um, with a singular staircase to the left, um, kind of near the hearth that kind of leads up to an upper level where all the, all the rooms are at. Um, you see, uh, you notice there's quite a few folks in here. It's very, it's very loud, it's very raucous. Um, a lot of these people, you see dwarves, you see halflings, a couple, couple halflings, a couple of dwarves, a lot of humans, all of them um, dust covered. Uh, you see their hands are very, like, dirty, black, uh, a lot of soot on their faces. Seems like they either work the, uh, they work the furnaces or maybe they dig in the mines. Uh, you also notice uh, there is a young halfling woman, uh, this cute brunette, freckled cheeks, and, a, and a, as she just kind of like runs around, um, tipping up drinks. She just seemed to be the barmaid, and you watch as she turns, she kind of smiles. She's got a little bit of a gap between her two front teeth. Um, her hair, like very, very filled, like full hair, that's, that's held behind her ears with a bright red bandana um, that just kind of holds it back. She, she, as she, you guys enter in, she just kind of. Oh, Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. Um, have a seat anywhere. Uh, there's, I think there's a table, maybe one or two tables over to the back. I'll be with you momentarily. She kind of makes her way back. You also notice uh, behind the bar as she draws attention to you all. Thanks. <laughs> you see, there's this, uh, this pretty 
big guy. Like he's not—he's not quite the size of your friend back of your, of your tavern keep back in Stoneborough. He's still pretty big. He's not he's burly either. He does—he's just muscular, real bald head with a like just shining, just shining with it, like kind of glowing with the the fire burning nearby. It's awesome. Um, and he has this like really short trimmed goatee that's just salt and pepper, and wears this yellow tunic with this very big bright red apron on it. And as you enter in, he kind of looks over and he looks over at you. He looks at your arm. Oh, I see they finally sent you. You're going to finally pay that man's time, huh? Uh, excuse me, what now? There's another do member of your academy. Stayed with me for a while and didn't pay his time. You're here to pay it, right? Uh, no, we're not all associated. Make a persuasion check. Persuasion? Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Fourteen? Fourteen. You're gonna... I suppose that's fair. Well, you better tell your academy that you owe me twelve gold pieces for that man's stay. This... And for his little tiefling friend. Do all you academy folks travel with tieflings? Are people copying us? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, this man, did he have dark hair? Black robes instead of blue. Aye, he did. Great. Um, I will settle his tab, yes. No problem. <laughs> Alright, good. I'm gonna leave the group and walk over. Okay, so as she leaves the group, you guys go sit at the table nearby. Can I listen in? <laughs> <laughs> Make a perception check. <laughs> As you listen to them. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> There's a lot of people in here. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. It's pretty loud. You're you're I'll say you're able to get bits and pieces of this conversation, but okay. probably not the whole thing. I'll let you know at the end of it what you what you catch. Okay. However, as you guys are kind of making your way over to a table nearby, um the two of you Mercy seems Kind of confused is with all this happening as you begin to wander off, and she kind of makes her way over to the table. The two of you notice uh, there's quite a few people here. Like, so there's a lot of miners and stuff, but there is one individual that really kind of catches your attention. Um, uh, you see this hooded figure kind of over near the hearth, um, sitting at a table by themselves. Uh, you notice they're wearing these like really tattered dark robe, like tart cloak. Um, with a rather nasty-looking glaive leaned up against the, the the wall next to them, the glaive itself is about eight and a half feet long, and the blade being two and a half feet of that, and it's got this really gnarly curve to it. With a, with the the back end has like three spines, um, nasty-looking weapon, and they kind of sit off themselves. You notice coming out from their hood, there is a long snout. They do appear to be dragonborn. Um, black dragon one as well. Their scales are very, very deep black. So, as you approach the barkeep. Yes, so you say this man owes you 12 gold pieces, is that correct? Indeed. He and his uh, tiefling friend, she said that he was covering her time before she bolted and left town. 
I don't even know where he went. Did they leave in the middle of the night? No. She left in the day? I don't even know if he left. His door was still locked. We had to have a locksmith come by, which part of that 12 gold is the three gold I had to pay him to come by and open the lock. His key was sitting on the bed. It's like he just vanished. Windowless room. Of course, I know you magic types, all of you from the academy, you can... I assumed he teleported out or something. How long ago was this? I suppose it would have been about, uh, Two, maybe three weeks ago. I'll tell you about Maybe a week and a half. Do you happen to hear any of their conversation while they were here? Not really. Two of them seemed pretty chummy though. Strangely enough, they didn't stay in a room together. They had two separate rooms. I mean, that's... Whether she devil blood or not, they're all that good looking. I wouldn't have been able to sleep in a separate room. together, same caravan as far as I'm aware. Stayed in town for a few nights and uh, drank quite a bit while they were here. One night, or one morning I should say, she came up, said he was settled in her tab when he left and she took off. And uh, he never came out of his room. So after two or three days I finally got a, lock a locksmith up and uh, popped the lock on that lock door. He was gone. All of his belongings were gone. He was just sitting on the bed. How much does it stay the night? Seven soldiers a night. I'll give him uh, 13 gold pieces. For the stay and for your time and information. Thank you. Appreciate it. What's the best drink you have here? Ooh, the best drink. Uh, that'll probably be the local brew. one of those as well, if you don't mind. No problem. Have it brought to that table over there. Aye. Friends will look around as well. <sighs> I suppose. Alright. That's gonna run you about, uh, about four copper pieces a month. Two silvers. Two. Um, okay. That's around that. Two silvers. Takes a like, point of being said. Lost wanders over to, uh, to uh, cast nearby and you notice too that the uh, there's a lot like sticking out of the walls behind this bar there are a lot of very large kegs that kind of extend uh, between the bar area and what's so you assume to be the kitchen in the back and each one of them the tap on it is actually gold so as he goes and he kind of See, um, apologies you have a name yeah name's Braun Braun Everett Thanks for settling up that time. It's no problem. Um, is there a courier service in this city? Do you know of? Oh, yeah, we've got a few couriers. 
what called a service, but uh, we've got a few riders. I can call one over for you if you need them. Oh, uh, no, that's quite all right. Thank you. Sure. So, with a 15, what you would have gleaned from that is you kind of listen to it, like, it's very loud. A lot of people, a lot of raucous folk, a lot of talking, a lot of mugs clanging and, and chattering. Um, but you would have gathered, uh, you, you would have heard the parts about her inquiring about this man who was staying here, and he, he, you heard the part about him just vanishing. Um, you heard a little bit about him being with a tiefling who this man would not have passed up staying in a bed with, um, or sharing a room with, and you caught the bit as well where she wanted to your service. As Adam makes her way back to your table, uh, not very long passes before the young halfling woman comes around with a, with a tray, starts passing you all out drinks. Oh, I wish I had friends like yours. She kind of passes, slides a mug of ale to each of you. Um, name's Nina, and uh, yeah, I'm the barmaid here, and uh, if you need anything, just holler at me. Um, we do have, uh, we have some food as well in the kitchen. Uh, the cook, uh, the chef, is fantastic. She does a great job. Um, so her name is Lady, and if you, if you, you know, if you want, I can have her whip you something up. We do have, uh, we have a good flank steak. Uh, we've got some mashed potatoes. We've got, uh, we've got stewed carrots. You know, um, I think that, uh, tonight as well. She's got a little bit of a rotisserie chicken going as well. If you, if you like chicken, so. What time of day is it? Uh, currently, it's dusk. At this point, the sun's setting. It's actually getting close to dark at this point. Yes, the uh, chicken sounds lovely. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, then Emil's going to run you about. Uh, at, uh, ooh. Sorry. Yeah. They're running about eight coppers. I'll give the woman eight coppers. Sure. All right. Yep. Chicken's bougie. <laughs> yeah. so she disappeared. Yeah. I'll get some food too. <laughs> so eight coppers. She disappears to yeah. the back and uh, comes back a short while later. Uh, Russians. Kind of passes and it is a very delicious looking chicken. Uh, and you can smell it. Smell. You can smell. Is that right. zesty lemon? You smell Ooh, pepper. Of course, lemon pepper uh, chicken. You smell. Uh, yeah. You smell. It, it is very heavily seasoned and it's perfectly golden. The skin is like perfectly gold, like it is roasted over it perfectly. Um, all right, I cave in. <laughs> is there so eight a, coppers. Pretty is there wants a, meal. a stage around here? Um, as you look around, there is uh, there is no stage, but there is a spot over uh, kind of towards the right side across from the hearth where there is a section open, de deprived of tables. Um, seems to be open for, for anyone who would like to entertain and... Uh, how much? Um, Go ahead. How much was the steak? So, oh, it does same price. It's just steak or chicken. You know, it's your choice. Uh, hey, of steak and to uh, um, can I get a bottle in the room? A bottle in the room? Yeah, I can arrange that. A uh, bottle's gonna run you about uh, be ten gold pieces for our wife's wife. Ten gold pieces for one. Bottle in you the want, room. I mean, one bottle service. Are, Are you there? okay? Uh. Artemis. 
It's a small piece of your soul bone. Nina, um, is that? Do people like do karaoke up there, or like performances? Oh, yeah, actually, we cleared that out for the uh, the, the last uh, tiefling that wandered into town. Um, she was an expert violinist. Um, drew in quite a crowd, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, if you ask me, what was her name? Okay. The floor actually was her name. The floor. Okay, no biggie. Um, did they? Did the crowd follow her in, or was it like she started playing and then they came in, or like? Well, I suppose the first night she came into town, nobody really knew who she was. So um, she started playing, drew in a little bit of a crowd. The next night there was a little bit bigger crowd. Uh, the night before she left, I haven't seen the place that full in a while, actually. Um, I'm playing. And it's going to be fuller. <laughs> oh, alright. I look forward to it then. At this point, like you feel, uh, as you say, I'm playing. You feel, you feel Mavis kind of like, <laughs> kind of sticks her head out, and Nina immediately. Is that a cat? It's a cowl. Um, she's actually a part of my performance. So her name's Mavis. Not a cat though. I'm highly allergic. Just checking. <laughs> oh, she kind of turns around, <laughs> makes her way, makes her way back to the uh, to the to the bar, and begins fast <laughs> drinks around again. Mavis <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks, gives us like looks up at you and just gives you this kind of like, what's that kind of kind of yeah. like. Ooh, it's okay, yeah. just put your head back in. So, um, anyone talking about anything interesting? Keen is. Can I do that? Talk has got its honor. Thank Make you. a perception check. Release name. Do I roll guidance twice or once for? Just once. Just, you just once. You just roll since your d20. When you, when, since you got keen hearing, you just roll your d20 twice. Okay, so and God is once. Okay. 18 plus 9. So, a 28. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of listening Perfect. in, um, <laughs> you, you hear, there's quite a few conversations going on. Uh, a lot of them are about the same thing. You hear a lot of the uh, the minor. They, they do appear to be miners. Most of these workers seem to be miners of sorts. Um, you hear a couple of people that seem to be um, actual metal worker, metalsmiths, and they hear complain. Like you hear one of them's kind of um, talking to say, "Well, we we really need to get back to work. I I need to. I, I gotta have some money. I've been paid in two weeks." And you hear the another guy across the way, "No." We're not going back down to those mines until they figure out what's going on with that door. We, we can't. We can't risk it. You know what happened to old Jack. And the other no, guy just Jack. the other guy just kind of Ah, oh, damn old Jack. Damn old Jack. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, you hear another group that's uh, that's kind of carrying on as they, they get to speak. Um, they sound to be metalsmiths and they're they're they kind of we have that big deal with the Dost family. I don't know what, what's going to happen if we can't get those get this order filled. It's going to be a problem. Now, the another one across the way, she kind of speaks up. She sounds a, a little bit older. She kind of, aye, <coughs> aye, but aye. Do you want to try and pay them to go back down in those mines? You go for it. They're not taking anything though. We need to find someone. The one that really catches your attention is you hear this man um, kind of speaking. He's getting a little drunk. He's gone. Oh, man, I'm just at this point, I'm not happy. 
I'm willing to hire anybody. Nah. Pay him 800 gold pieces. 800 gold pieces. To go down those mines, open those stupid fucking doors, and see what's behind them. At this point, I just need everyone to get back to work. This is a huge deal with Ducks family. We need to get done. How far is that table? Um, not, not too far. Okay. Um, uh, I'll grab at it then. <laughs> and we'll go that way. Um, relay everything. Okay. 800 gold pieces, you say? Oh, as you, as you wonder. He kind of looks up and. Hi, yeah. 800. And you notice he's, uh. The guy is, uh, he's probably in his, like, mid to late 50s. Um, he's, he's very, uh, kind of, he looks like at one point he was probably very muscular and he's kind of stopped working out as everything's real soft. You see his arms are, they're big, very smooth, though. Um, kind of broad shoulders, uh, long, like, very, uh, gray hair that just kind of pours down over his back. Um, full beard. Oh, yeah. 800 gold pieces. If you want to go down those mines, see what's behind that damn door. I need my men to get back to work. This deal? What deal exactly is it? Sorry, we were eavesdropping a little. Clearly. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. There's a uh, mining company, Dots Family Chain Company. There, uh, there's a man named Colvin Hinterval here. He's here to settle in on a deal. They, they ordered about a thousand pounds of iron. Raw. We intended to deliver it, uh, but uh, we're about 300 pounds short because of a bit of a discovery we found out in the mines. There was a door that was uncovered in a chamber. It's got a symbol, a sigil on it. Uh, one is Drishkin in nature. A god of death, Erebos. Anyways. One of the miners touched the damn door. He dies the next day. I mean, he was older. He was gonna die eventually. He was probably sick. I don't know. I think it's a coincidence. All the other miners are superstitious, so they won't go back down the mines. This was about a little over a week ago. Do I recognize the name Corbin? Colvin? Oh, Colvin. Yeah. Colvin. Colvin. Colvin, yes, you very much so recognize the name. Colvin Hinterval. Um, he is someone who helped raise you pretty well until you were about the age of 15. Um, he was a very, very, very close family friend of your father's and he was a high-ranking uh, member in your father's company. But when you were about 14 or 15, he was sent to Iridesa to establish a, uh, a, a base. branch there. Yeah, yeah. Branch. So, and uh, his daughter, Lorley, was one of your close friends. And you haven't seen either of them in a very long time, but you used to see them all the time. Well, it's your lucky day. I'm actually part of the Dots family, so... Would you be willing to hire? Bullshit! Really? No. You show them the ring? I am so sorry. It's quite alright. I just said that you're wearing economy robes and I mean there's... You're a member of the Dots family. Yes. Um, so, would you be willing to hire me and my party? 
You said 800 gold pieces. 800 gold pieces. You clear whatever's behind that door, make sure there's nothing hinky going on. We're in the clear. I just need that door opened so that all my men will realize it's not cursed, there's nothing spooky back there, there's no fucking gates to the underworld, because that's what I think it is. So if you just open the door, go back there, clear out of anything that might be in there, we're golden. Sure, what if we do find gates to the underworld? <laughs> well then I would highly suggest you back out, shut the door, and let me know. <laughs> oh, good to know. All right. You're still giving us the money though, right? No, I'm not. If, unless you find a way to seal the gates in the underworld and let my men get back to work, it's not really worth my savings. Right. I um, need these men to work though. It's a big deal that I've got. What about like half pay for going down there and opening the doors? Because that is risking our life. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen. I think, yeah. Doesn't matter for a natural two. <laughs> I think the job gets done or it don't get done. Yes. Eight hundred gold pieces for a job well done. Zero gold pieces for a job undone. Fair enough. Do you think someone should show us the way? Of course. Get one of my miners to take it down the one. Alright, perfect. Thank you. Honey. And Dots your name? Oh, apologies. My name's uh, Marseus. Marseus Boltrum. These are my mines. And he notices you look him over, he is uh, pretty well dressed, despite his kind of gruffy appearance, he's very well dressed. Um, but you do notice kind of his sleeves, despite as well as very nice dress, his sleeves are rolled up just very nonchalantly. You see a lot of scars on his arms, um, a couple on his neck as well. Uh, maybe he was an ex-soldier of some sort, he probably fought in the war, so. And as you guys are kind of wondering about each other, oh, one more thing! If you find anything of value down there, as long as it's not in the walls or in the ground, you can keep it. I don't even care. It's probably cursed anyways. But if you find anything worth of value in the walls, those belong to the mining company here in Golden Coast. Understood? Understood. Good. Understood. With big explosions and it's all on the ground and it's at worst. Uh, besides, if we steal anything <laughs> from the walls, it doesn't really bother me, does it? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really talking about is if you find any like ore. any kind of ore that's in those walls, he wants it. My toes were crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Are we speaking? So if you guys make your way back, you food, you, you eat your food, you kind is of. Is he dragging more? No, this guy was not right. Oh, that dragonborn yeah. was off to the side. Oh, okay. However, as you guys carry on this conversation, any of you who know she, this, this dragonborn was there, you, you notice as the hood kind of pulls up, you notice it is a female dragonborn. Older. Scales, like oh. a, a little bit of, a lot of wrinkles around her mouth. Mm -hmm. And you see, um, kind of underneath, you can see ten, the, the long, like, tendril-like hair that just kind of pulls, uh, it wraps around her chest a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she looks up at you with these kind of deep emerald eyes. It caught her attention. She listening to our conversation. Yeah, what the heck? So the ten gold for wine and 
I assume you you kind of stayed at the, t- the table as these guys wandered over and spoke with Marseilles. The bottle of wine is brought back to you. It's a pretty nice sized bottle of wine. It's still sealed with a wax seal on the top. Um, you, you notice this sigil, this is the uh, the Black Tide Winery. This is one that's, uh, or, sorry, let me check that thing. Not even Tide Winery. Regardless, it's the same wine that you reco- that you got back at Stonebrook a while back. It's very good. Make our way back over to the table. Apologies, Artemis, but um, kind of hard ourselves out. Hope you don't mind. It's for 800 gold pieces, though, to split. Oh, what you get is in It's a lot of money. Just for. opening the gates of hell. Yeah, it's fine. No biggie. It'll be fine. I'm a tiefling. I'm half demon, anyways. <laughs> it's true. Uh, mercy, kind of. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, mercy. The gates of hell. It was a joke. You, it's not actually. You, <laughs> you can stay in the end this time if you want to. Um. Kind of after her. Okay. Uh, she's, uh, gates of hell. She's probably actually safer. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> no. That is sad. Well, but, sorry, Mercy. I'm trying to give you another option. Oh, yeah. Other things are after her too. Just think of it as a fun adventure. Let's see the last fun adventure that I went on with you all. We almost died. But we didn't. But we didn't, yes. So, and you live to tell uh, the tale. Exactly, that's how I've been That's fair. That's fair. And you better for it. This has been quite the experience for me. I, I think yeah. this is stronger. See, you're becoming quite the adventurer. You yes. even pulled out your blade for that last fight. Well, Maybe next guess. time we'll actually hit someone with the blade. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry, wait. She got out. You did fine, dude. You did fine. Um, really. I know that you. I agree. Not. What does that mean? I know that I'm not. <laughs> I message Cecilia and say, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice to her. <laughs> Stop it. Just apologize. <laughs> Mercy, just sorry. Us. Sorry. <laughs> Mercy, I'm sorry. I was trying pep talk. I'm not good at that, apparently. <laughs> it's fine. I, I know that you're not strong. So I wasn't trying to be a fighter. I was trying to be a noble and, and to be. A businesswoman. Don't worry, it's all new to me too. But I also know that this is something that I need to do to right. get stronger because I don't know what's, I don't know what waits for us on that island. True. And I might need the skills that I acquired in our short time together. Exactly. So if we go down in the mines, get more of that. Mines. Yes. You'll be fine, dear. She just takes. She just leans back and grabs the mug and just. Begins to gulp back the nail. Smart. Not too much, though. Yeah, don't, don't she, just, she just keeps, <laughs> just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Okay. Apologies, Anonymous. I hope you're alright with it. <laughs> sure. What? Are you celebrating something? No, I'm just tired. I'm a bit like to go to. When I gave him the 10 gold, that. Was that for, I asked for a room of Oblin, was that in the Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, the room was, I apologize, the room was the Yeah, this is not the Motel 6 price. Nope. No, it was, uh, I believe, what, seven? You have to ask first before you're like, give me the bottle. I'm focused. I think 
against oh. seven silver pieces. I can't find my. I didn't. I just knew that I was floored with the gold. So. Or no, not silver. I'm sorry. I think it was. Oh, I got the roasting. Please don't tell me because I, um, I can't find it on my list over here. Uh, seven silver pieces. Seven silver uh, pieces. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Seven silver pieces. Thank you. Yeah. The local brew was four copper. The room was seven silver. Ah, there that's, it is. I tell you, that local Thank brew you. must really suck because I'm, I'm paying a lot more for some good stuff. Um. No, it's quite delicious, actually. Sure. But nevertheless, I'm, I'm tired. I believe I'm going to go up to my room. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was a long trip. I can't, I'm not used to riding in a wagon. That's a lot of bouncing around my ass, you know. I think, <laughs> didn't bother me. Really? It's a long way to the academy. You get kind of used to it. It's a lot of pain to bounce around. Hmm. Are you sure everything's okay? You're going to drink that whole bottle by yourself? Would you like some company? Anybody's welcome. I was going to ask Mercy since she was over there trying to drown her fears and whatever and see if she wanted to go and retire with or not. Sure. She sets the mug on the table. Nana, another one? Oh I don't think she's ready to retire. Uh, yeah. I think she's ready to rally. <laughs> you might um, <laughs> keep an eye on her. Make sure she doesn't get too, too wasted so she's worth something tomorrow. How about we make a decision after my performance? I'm going to start. Make your way as he says this, he slides his hair back, and rides to his feet with a flourish. I'm going to do the thing that you did that one time. Please perform well. I really need to. And what was the thing that one time, you can't do the glow thing again? Oh, dear. Oh, my. I'm in your place, I just want to, like, you know... Just, like make a good first impression, oh. or outdo uh, another tiefling. No. Maybe another night. Maybe tomorrow night. We'll probably be here for more than one night. Whatever. Never mind. I'm gonna cast my illusion <laughs> and oh, try geez. to set the scene. I technically didn't like because we were on the road. Oh, I didn't no. change my prepared spells. So uh, technically, I could kind of, but no, was, cool. it wasn't. Prepared. Yeah. Okay. So, so you make your way. <laughs> I appreciate an honest player. So you make your way over to that to that spot uh, and, and with your instrument and you guard the eyes of everyone in the tavern as you make your way over. They kind of seeing you come over. That like. They look at you and they you you hear one of them in the crowd as he It's not the floor though. Oh my gosh. And the other one kinda of, like, Yeah, but he's a tiefling. Maybe something about these tieflings. Maybe they're just <laughs> And the, the, the guy like kind of punches him from behind us. That's racist. Okay. <laughs> Do we know the name of this town? Uh, it's just the Golden Hills. Golden Hills. Yeah, it's just it's the Golden Hills. Tavern Golden, the golden tap. tap. Oh, the golden yeah. tap. Golden tap. The golden yeah. tap. Yeah. Golden. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> cool. So mostly, uh, I'm not sure you're really going down all that second point there. It's just going. You, <laughs> if you don't want to go and rest tonight, I'm head up to my room. You can, you can go into your room, and I'm, you know. We call it early night. I'd hate for you to go and have an awful headache in the morning. At this point, Nina slides over another mug. I think I'm good. Thanks. I want to see Cosmos' performance, and this is really good stuff. She kind of like hands oh, Nina a couple, a couple uh, copper, and How begins to just. Old is Mercy. Can we tell? Like she's late teens, probably. 
Is, 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 is this okay? <laughs> is she underage? Yeah. I think she's underage. Oh no. Is she a baby? I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking since you were 12, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just basically Ireland. It's fine. <laughs> so she gets another one. She just like starts just knocking it back. Alright, Mercy. I'll see you in the morning. Right and early. I'm going to my room. Was that uh, the floor this early? Is that the one you talk? I'm not here right now. I'm at the stage. Oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. Stage. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can walk up to the stage. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm just going to leave the benefit. I'm just going to send out my map. <laughs> stage dance this time. I'm going to be in line. So oh. I'm going to uh, get my stuff and go up to my room. Okay. So you head up to your room. Uh, you notice too is, is you kind of make your way up a long hallway that kind of extends back, a lot of rooms on either side, and it kind of wraps around almost like a square. And as you enter in, you notice one. The first thing is there's no window. Uh, these these rooms are all pretty pretty dark, uh, but there are several uh, lanterns, like several sconces, and it's a pretty big room actually. It's, it's compare again comparison to especially since. One of the last taverns you guys stayed at was it was back at the, uh, the Iron Flask. The it's a uh, box. <laughs> like these rooms are like fifteen by fifteen feet. They're pretty. They're pretty big, and uh, each of them have a very large bed. Um, it seems like this guy has invested a pretty good deal in this tavern to, to draw in quite a crowd. And, so we're at the Hilton, not the Motel Six. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, there's a full wardrobe for you to put uh, put your clothes and gear in. Um, the bed is as you kind of like wander over to it. The sheets are a little, little musty, but you kind of like you put your pen and you realize the pillows themselves. It's not, it's not it, there. You pluck a little thing out of it, and these are feather stuffed pillows. Um, I'm sleeping good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like really got all in on this, on this end. Um, but uh, it's pretty comfortable, pretty nice place. Uh, there's a small writing desk off to the side as well, um, to the left side, with a, with a couple of sconces. Where you have to light each of the sconces as you enter in. Um, but it's nice. Nice room. Did I pass anybody on the way that went into their room or anything? Uh, no, you did not. I mean, it's still kind of early. Yeah. It's, not, it's not terribly late. I'm okay. man. <laughs> Actually, minimal. This is something merciless. Age. As you prepare to play your music, yeah. Um, what are you gonna do in preparation for this? Are there um, people there who've heard my song earlier, like a good bit? Because I kind of wanted to try and play that song again, but I don't want people to hear the same song twice. There, <laughs> as you look about, most of the people that are here were already here when you walked in. There's a couple of people that came in off the street that you, you recognize, like maybe two or three. Okay. Um, there wasn't a very high number of persuasion check from that uh, that message check that uh, the that, yeah. certain person did to, to draw in a big crowd. Most of the people were already here, okay. so probably not. They probably did not hear your. Song. I'm gonna try my liar then and try to play replicate that song. Yeah, and then I'm gonna try. Um, and cast Minor Illusion, just makes like ambiance, you know, and like okay. some wind and stuff. Alright, so <laughs> what's, uh, so, cause, uh, so with Thaumaturgy you can do the wind, with Minor Illusion you can do the lights. Yeah, so what it. kinds of, uh, 
What kind of what color lights are you want to go with here? We're gonna go purple. All right. Yeah. If I used my <laughs> fog fog cloud, would they still be able to see Casseros? No. Unfortunately, fog cloud is a very thick fog that keeps you from seeing. Okay, well. Cool idea. It doesn't stop a little too much. I'll tell you what. Actually, you know what? I love this idea so much that I would say make an arcana check for me. Yes! <laughs> I'm just flying this off. 18? 18? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with an 18, um, especially since all of a sudden as, as Castro's pre prepares his um, his performance, he, you suddenly feel with as he's kept using Thaumaturgy, there's a bit of wind that kind of blows. You watch as the door kind of <laughs> swings open, a few of the shutters on the windows kind of open up. Um, forcing a little bit of the hot air out from the from the hearth nearby. Is, um, but it, luckily it's not super cold, it's not winter anymore. It's getting, I mean, it is like the tail end of winter, so it's still cold, but it's not freezing. Um, and it, everybody kind of like this, the wind kind of blows past and they're like, oh, what? And they look over at him and then all of a sudden all the lights begin to turn, there's these violet lights you can hover around. You gather that with this little bit of breeze he's creating with thaumaturgy, probably create just enough, draw just enough fog to where it'll just kind of mist the area and then flow out of the tavern. Okay. Let's do it. Fog machine? Fog machine. <laughs> Activate. <laughs> so you watch as Cecilia kind of Puts her hands together, she says a few words, and she touches the ground and draws up just through the floorboards. There's just little, ever faint bits of fog that just kind of rises up. Everyone kind of looks down, and what do you say? Tap, tap. Good evening. Golden tap, right? Yep, golden tap. My name is Casper's Falcon. This is. Mavis, and I let Mavis out. Mavis kind of flutters <laughs> down, and does a little like her wing, does a little bow. Um, and we're gonna do a little performance for you guys tonight, so I hope you enjoy. Alright. Everyone's <laughs> attention is gathered to you as the fog begins to rise up. A couple of people are a little, they're kind of like, you're seeing this. As you begin to play that, um, that very solemn tune, um, while he's doing this, can I ritual cast Detect Magic while everyone is focused on him? Yeah. Well, it takes 10 minutes. The song's not quite that long. Okay. I'll uh, still try and stealthily do it. Okay, while. so you're going to begin to cast mm -hmm. Ritual Cast Detect Magic. Yeah. Can I also listen in to, or, to see and make sure no one's pirate-wise and anything? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need you to roll a performance check with advantage, and you do have guidance as well. Okay. <laughs> Power of friendship. Power of friendship. Let's go. Okay, they were both good. Yeah. It's a good roll for one. <laughs> <laughs> Your performance rolls have actually always been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> As you begin to pluck the strings, uh, Mavis, with this, she hears the song. She hasn't practiced this one before. She, she kind of. But feeling the melody, suddenly with the wind, not suddenly there's a wind, not one that you're creating. There's a bit of wind that kind of blows in, you feel it again, and, and so you suddenly see that magic. As he begins to play this song, there's a bit of swirling arcane energy in there that just kind of washes through. 
And as it does, Cecilia, for the first time, you see silhouettes of everyone in this tavern. As the magic begins to swirl around, Mavis kind of glides up. You see her wings as she flourishes her wings out and begins to fly around the tavern, going with the melody. Um, you just, it, it just looks like this mass of stars, just got this constellation just flying through the air. You see all the people sitting in this tavern, you see all of them fixated on Castros. With using your minor illusion, you draw in a bit of uh, music behind you to fill in the melody. You watch as tears begin to form in these people's eyes as they listen to the song. There is a heaviness to this, and as you play it, you can hear almost like whispers in the air. Maybe it's the departed, maybe it's someone of long past, but you can hear voices kind of whispering and singing with this melody as you begin to play it. And as you finish, you feel coming out of your eye. You didn't feel it at first, and you wipe a tear from your eye. You don't know why. <laughs> and you can hear just people from the crowd just go, just, that's beautiful. <laughs> just kind of speaking to one another. And uh, Nina is kind of like, that's so beautiful. She just starts clapping. Um, and everybody kind of like just begins to clap. You, you hear the change gets scattered and everybody starts tossing coins towards you. Um, I'm going to use performance of creation okay. to make some like flowers at the front. Some real like, flowers. Growing out of the floorboards around, suddenly there's these flowers that just kind of just plume up in the space around them as everybody's just kind of clapping. Wow, look at that! Look at that! Look at this! Um... And as the music fades, suddenly your sight goes back to darkness. You don't know what that was or what caused it. Um, and with this, you hear the doors kind of open up as it seems to have drawn some people in from the streets. And then you see as this, this older gentleman walks in. Um, kind of short, white hair, a uh, little bit of a, like, Five o'clock shadow going on, slightly wrinkled under the eyes, wearing very, very fancy clothes. He walks in with a couple of um, guards behind him. So he kind of claps, so he listens to you, and then he looks over. Adam Dotsk! Is that you? Is this a. As you look up, Adam, you see standing in the doorway, Colvin Pinterball, man you have not seen in almost 15 years. And we're going to take a quick break. Lafleur, my nemesis. All right. My rival. Take a quick break and we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> 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 